Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Every year, they give out the Blues Music Awards, and it seems like every year, Ruthie Foster walks away with one. The Grammy-nominated singer, guitarist, and songwriter recently released her ninth studio album. It's called Healing Time, and it is a delicious musical gumbo of gospel, soul, folk, and, of course, the blues. Ruthie and her band have stopped by our studio today, and they're going to start us off with a live performance of the title track of the album, Healing Time.
That is Ruthie Foster and her band with Healing Time. It is the title of her latest album, and you heard Ruthie singing and playing the guitar. Larry Fulcher on bass. Scotty Miller is at our piano. Brandon Temple is behind our drum kit. All three of them contributing some backing vocals. And Ruthie, uh, on the album, you have a special guest on this song, Robert Randolph. Yes. The, the, the pedal steel legend. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very different sound, you know, here in this room with the piano brought forward like that. I didn't I didn't realize how much of New Orleans was uh-huh. in this song. Well, that's Scotty, Scotty Miller, you know. Scotty's the New Orleans dude. I know <laughs> he travels down there quite a bit. So I know you 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 put New Orleans in everything that you do like I put gospel in everything that I right, do. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh yeah, you know, Robert and I we've known each other for a while and I called him up and he said yes. So he sent a sent this track. Right. And you know, Robert is not just a pedal steel player. He comes out of that sacred steel tradition. Exactly. So that's got roots in gospel music too. Very much so. Um so was your family, I mean, was your first experience in in music in gospel? Absolutely. Yeah, that's where uh, everything started and still is in my my playing and my in the way I sing. What was your journey to the blues? How did that happen? It's always been there. The blues was there at the same time gospel was around in my family, in my household. And so and the a lot of the chord changes a, a lot of what you hear in blues is really is gospel. Well, really. if you go far back enough, I mean you know, like the early 20th century, they, they hadn't really sort of dif- been differentiated. We did that, you know, yeah, we, we came did. along afterwards and said, well, this is A and this is B and this is C. But, you know, it was all like kind of the same thing, it seems. Yeah, you look at Ray Charles, you know, that's... that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's very much the same thing. Or Blind Willie Johnson. Ex- yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So Healing Time is the name of the record, and we are all of us coming out of... A very weird few years. Is that the reference to the title? Yeah, Scotty brought this uh, tune that he was working on to to the band, and we all just kind of got in a room and figured out how to how to finish it based on what was going on. In fact, that I, I flew you you came into Austin mm-hmm. with uh, Haddon Haddon Sayers, uh, our guitar player. And we just sat in the in the in a living room six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. With mask on and just kind of finished this song out. So that, that that idea that, you know, it's not gonna last forever, you're gonna get through this. Exactly. Y- yeah. You hadn't yet gotten through it. This was a not kind of white. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were chancing it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's interesting to hear uh, the record because the band sounds tight, but they don't sound snapped to a grid tight, you know, like uh-huh. pop music where every, everything is played to a, you know, yeah. uh, tracks are layered one on top. Of the, how did you make this record? Was it like what you and Scotty were doing in a room together at the same time? Yeah, I think we were. We were all in, uh, in Austin um, pretty much in the same room when we uh, uh, cut this this particular song, several of the songs on the album, yeah, we were all in the same room together. Mark Howard had a lot to do with bringing that together to the producer. The producer, yeah. Of this particular song. And uh, that's just how he, he liked to work, too. He wanted to, to keep the energy in the same in the same space. So. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because uh, at a time when 
we were supposed to be staying six feet apart. You know, I think a lot of people felt drawn to opportunities to do just that, to yeah. be in a room and do stuff with other people. It's yeah. also a really old school way of making records, you know? Yeah, it is. And some of the best records came from that, you know? In a lot of, a lot of spaces, that's all you had yeah. was just one, one room. So uh, when you say some of the best records, what would be on that list? I mean, what, were, what are some of the sonic kind of icons of the, for you? you know, a lot of jazz albums were done in one room. And I'm a you know, huge advocate and fan of jazz music. And I know a lot of um, the, some of the, the stuff that Aretha Franklin recorded, it was all done in one room down at Muscle Shoals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of the records I've listened, to, I listened to, and still do, and even pulled out a lot of my vinyl during the the pandemic because it gave me a chance to just be a listener and really listen to songs and styles, genres, uh, that particular genre, soul and jazz, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much twenty four seven is what I did for the feel of it. It just felt, you know, home. It felt like sitting, you're sitting in the room. I have a, a couple of uh, Carmen McRae albums, and you you can tell they're in the same room, because you can hear you know a piano bench move when the yeah 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 when the bass players yeah you <laughs> just hear all of that and that's great I love that yeah and even you know the old like Frank Sinatra with Nelson Riddle and his orchestra and stuff mm -hmm. you know there uh, I don't know I I like to think that maybe if you can't actually tell intellectually that that's how the record was made that you can somehow feel that that's the way the record was made yeah that's what we were going for yeah well well done <laughs> <laughs> um was this different for you is this how the phenomenal ruthie foster or any of your earlier records would have been made you know it's it's different in a way that uh, it was fun and just felt necessary for me to to do this album with my band, mm. I call my family band, because this is the band I travel with, and this is the band, you know, we eat, sweat, love and pray together, you know, on the road. So I wanted to bring that to my albums. You know, up until this point, I uh, used whatever musicians my producer uh, would put in front of me, and mm. which were all great, all wonderful, wonderful players. But uh, yeah, it was really great to actually have this album come together from conception with my band, you know, writing songs together, working them out, recording, and now here we are on the road with these these songs. Yeah. That means a lot to me. Well, I, you know, the, I mentioned uh, the phenomenal Ruthie Foster. That's the the record this next song comes from, right? Phenomenal woman. Yes. That's. That's a hell of a title to live up to, but... Uh. <laughs> well, we were shooting for that, uh, <laughs> you know, that old school, The I think Ray Charles' first, his first album was The Incredible Ray Charles. We were yeah. shooting for that. Yeah. So, so Still you know, shooting for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's hear a live performance from Ruthie Foster and her band here in the studio. This song is uh, not from the new record, but going back a few years for Phenomenal Woman.
is Ruthie Foster with Phenomenal Woman. And if you're going to sing a song with a title like Phenomenal Woman, you damn well better be phenomenal when you do it. <laughs> and uh, I'm just so glad we were shooting video of that live performance because now we have on record your band's reaction to when you went and hit that high note and held it. And I mean, these guys must have heard you sing that song hundreds of times and they're all grinning ear to ear. <laughs> oh, she hit the note tonight. <laughs> it's not tonight. This is, you know, I know that this time of day, uh, we are recording this early afternoon. For many singers, this is morning. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So, so She nails it every time. Oh, man. Every time. That's, that's really well done. Um, Thank you. So Ruthie Foster and the band, uh, Larry Fulcher, you just heard on bass, and Scotty Miller at our piano, Brandon Temple behind the drums. So um, when you when you see L someone like Lizzo, an artist like Lizzo on TV, you know, expressing a lot of these body positive uh, ideas, you know, you don't have to look like a fashion model, right. that that sort of thing. Do you? I mean, this song is now, what, 15 years old, 14 years old? Yeah, it is. Maybe a little older than that. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, do you look at people like Lizzo and think, yeah, it's your turn now? You know, look Exactly. At this. I do. I do look at that. And, and yeah, it's about time. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> yeah, it's time. You know, it, it's a long time coming. It's it's. Yeah, the body positive messages that she's doing. That entire album says a lot about where we are, where we should be. It sounds like you've heard the whole album, mm -hmm. as opposed to just the singles that everybody... So do you keep up with, you know, what's happening on the charts? You know, I do my best. I, I, have, a, I have a daughter, I have a 12-year-old, and she, she keeps me, uh, yeah, she lets me know what's, <laughs> what's here, what's, what's hip. And and she lets me know what she don't want to hear in uh -huh. the, in the car. Right, right. Yeah. And does it go both ways? Is she, uh, you know, does she know her way around Muscle Shoals and? She's paying attention. All right, good. I do what I can. <laughs> and you know, um, one of the things I love to do with my daughter Maya is uh, I I still do her hair. And um, one of the things my mother used to do when she was doing my hair is she put on gospel music put on soul music, music that she loves. And that's what I do with Maya. I'm trying to carry that tradition because, mm. first of all, I have her captive <laughs> while I'm doing her hair. So, you know, when we're doing hair, it's, it's my music. Right. And so she's really catching on to a lot of that, a lot of the muscle shows music, a lot of soul blues and gospel. She mm. loves the blues. So, You know, the thing with the blues is, 
there's just, I mean, there's just so many different, you know, there's country blues. I mean, your one of your Grammy nominations was for contemporary blues, yes. but many of your blues music awards are for traditional blues. Yeah. And it's like, well, who makes that distinction? <laughs> I, 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 I still wonder that, yeah. I'm not sure. I think um, it may have something to do with, and I'm just guessing, you know, with our, our music, our particular set, the set that I like to put together includes traditional music, and it c- includes traditional singing, the way I sing, mm-hmm. which is gospel and, and, and blues influence. So I don't, ne- I don't necessarily go far from that, even when I'm doing... Uh, songs I've written, I think they still have a little bit of that flowing through. That's the that's the common thread. It's traditional, right? I think. But you're playing an electric guitar, and I guess for the Grammys that means you are contemporary right. blues. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, they call it what they want. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even within this record, within Healing Time, you know, you have a song like "Lie Your Way to the Truth," mm-hmm. which has this kind of big dramatic buildup, you know, to it, it's almost like a gospel version of arena rock. And then the very next track is uh, What Kind of Fool, which has this kind of swampy, bluesy vibe, you know? Transparent words, stars in your eyes, easy to see I've been hypnotized. What kind of fool, what kind of fool am I? So here you have two tracks, one after the other, Mm -hmm. very different sounds, but the roots are pretty clearly the same. Mm-hmm. I like to think so. It, uh, you know, I should point out an important fact about Lie Away to the Truth. I didn't really write that for myself. I'd like to consider myself a songwriter. And I try to, I try to write for a band such as, you, you mentioned Arena Rock. That's right. what I was going for when I wrote the song. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I write it I would say you got there. <laughs> I, I didn't write it to sing it myself, yeah. And that's what makes it fun as a writer, too, not to get away from your question. But, uh, you know, when I get stuck uh, with in a writing session, I just try to go for someone else's voice. And that gets me right out of that, right out of my head. Right. And, and back into the song. So that's what you're hearing on that one. Um, Who were you hearing in your mind's ear when you made that decision? <laughs> I'm not even sure. I was going back to the uh, late 80s, 90s feel, you know. Like you 2 that would be their prime yeah. time. Yeah, I was definitely going for that. That's why you hear that. The, and I'm, I'm actually, the way I sing the song, the way I start the first verse, the first line, uh, I'm definitely... To, uh, yeah, connecting with the YouTube sound. First there was a friction. You know, I don't, I don't sing like that every day, but I was just having some fun with it. <laughs> First you weren't paying attention, building up your double life, but the bottom fell out of your So how much of these, you know, how much of this record was done during the pandemic and how much of it was, you know, just kind of gestating then and you, you finished it later? 
Well, we did. I guess it was during the end of just at the end of the the pandemic. Am I right? Fellas. Yeah, it were it, it was semi safe. Yeah. Semi safe to, <laughs> to to get together with people because you you'd had the vaccination. Mhm. And we were optimistic. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. we spent a lot of time um uh you know, getting <laughs> making sure we were safe to be around each other. Right. Before getting together. Well, you know, the album really uh kind of has a a flow to it, you know, beginning with the upbeat soul searching. Oh, good. You you caught that. We spent a lot of time on sequencing. I was wondering, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the, the very noirish acoustic intimacy of 4 a.m., which is the last track. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, the, the buoyancy of the title track kind of, you know, in the middle to kind of prop right. everything up. But one of the standout tracks is the one you're going to do next, which is Feels Like Freedom, mm. which from its title to the performance yeah. really has that kind of, that those gospel roots that, that you keep coming back to, it seems. Right. Yeah, that song came to me through AG, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, an L.A. producer. And uh, I really wanted to do this song because it just said a lot about, again, where we were coming out of this this place and uh, it can be connected to anyone about anything they may be going through and and that's what the song does it, it it's the beginning of coming out of something and as the song grows you're at the you're you're elated you're you know you've lifted you've lifted yourself out of this place and you're celebrating yeah uh, it comes after a song called I was called which references Selma you know mm-hmm. so if you still have that part of the album in your mind's ear yeah. feels like freedom has those overtones as well it really is the kind of thing you can read a lot into yeah and take a lot out of yeah especially uh, having uh we've just finished black history month and going into uh women's history international women's uh, month i think it's it's really i really it, it's it needs to be sung it needs to be sung and now and forever i hope okay. my version <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, if it needs to be sung now, go ahead and do it. Here's uh, here's Ruthie Foster and her band with a live performance of Feels Like Freedom. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. of change are blowing in and I know yes I know it feels like freedom been a i 
I'm glad I'm not the only one who <laughs> whose response was that little exhale there. Uh, feels like freedom. Ruthie Foster and her band live here in the studio. And, uh, you know, uh, Ruthie, I- I'm so glad we were able to make this work. There was a little delay when I was trying to fi- finalize booking this session with you. And it turned out it was because... You were on the legendary rhythm and blues cruise, <laughs> yeah. which I just want to say is a harder thing to speak than it might seem. Yeah. I keep keep wanting to say blues clues or <laughs> bruise cruise. So it's yeah. the rhythm and 
Blues Cruise. What is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, it's it's 20-plus acts on a boat. <laughs> the, most of them are blues, but there's gospel, there's, uh, there's soul. Just a lot of music. Uh, seven days on sailing on the high seas and having a, just a, a great time. You know, we get a chance to meet and hang out with our friends and be fans. And a, a lot of our fans uh, are on these cruises. Every year they, they get basically signed up for the next one while they're on the cruise. Right. And they've become our family, really. We see, we see the cruisers everywhere. <laughs> everywhere we go. So you'll be doing this again later in the year? Yes, we'll be doing the October cruise coming up. And where does it go to? Does it go anywhere? You just travel around on the water listening to music? Yeah, yeah we just find destinations. In the, it's the Caribbean, and uh, the okay. one we're going on uh, in October is the Mexican Riviera area. So, All yeah. right. Okay. It's a good time. Well, I've had a great time, Ruthie, hearing you and, and the band here in the studio today. The album is called Healing Time. It is the latest from the phenomenal Ruthie Foster. Thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome. Thank you, dear. And thank you as well to uh, our tech director, Irene Trudell, producer Karen Havlick, and our video editor, Eric Weber. I'm John Schaefer. You can find all of our soundcheck videos on the New Sounds YouTube channel or, of course, right here on the website at newsounds.org. It's 4 a.m. and a wide awake in my head. Guitar so 